0: Black and Gold, I'm Jeff Nowak. He's Steve Geller. Hit the subscribe button if you have not done that wherever you happen to be listening. That's all I have to say on the subject. If you haven't, that's on you. But yeah, so we're going to talk about the contract that the Saints inked Derek Carr to today. A pretty quick process when you think about it. He, they were in Indianapolis last week, meeting up a storm, and then they get back home on Monday... I mean, like the combine went until yesterday. Like, it's not like we waited four or five days. Like this was wrapped up in Indy. Like they didn't come home. And then Derek's like, you know what? Let's, let's work that contract out. Like they did this in person. And uh, so, yeah, so we only waited, what? 12 hours from the end of the combine until we got this contract. It's four years, $150 million, 37.5 million average annual contract value puts him at number 9 in the NFL which is reasonable. I mean like it's obnoxious when you see some of these contract quarterbacks are signing and 9 is not going to be where he finishes. Right? Like Daniel Jones is going to get a contract that's probably going to knock him down that list. Lamar Jackson is probably going to kind of contract that knocks him down that list assuming they don't get franchise assuming they actually get their contracts. So when you look at it, you know, he's slightly above Kirk Cousins' I think that's where you where you would slot him in terms of a contract value. So I think it. I think they did get Derek at the number that that
1: makes sense. Every time you say Kirk Cousins, I laugh just because I know you called him Mister League Average, and it really is the most perfect title for him.
0: Yeah, Mister <laughs> League Average, and he is average. He is now averaging quarterback money as well. Yeah, you know, exactly. It's kind, of, it's kind of that like middle class tier of of quarterback contracts.
1: That's the thing that's, too when folks, I guess you see these numbers and it's pretty unbelievable what quarterbacks are making this year and you hear blah, 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 blah. But that's the market. And it just happens to be what it is.
0: Yeah. And 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 like the average annual value is also like just a thing. Like it's not even, I don't think that you can even say it means anything beyond being able to say that you are this, right? Like when the saints made Michael Thomas, the highest paid wide receiver, that's the number you looked at was the average annual value. But like, that's not what you actually get paid, right? That's just the average of all the th- all the money. And like a lot of that is not guaranteed and you probably will never see it. But looking at this, Aaron Rodgers is number one at 50 million, which is kind of crazy. Russell Wilson, 48 million. Kyler Murray, 30, I'm sorry, 46 million. Deshaun Watson, 46 million. Pat Mahomes is fifth <laughs> at 45 million. He's right there, but it is funny just to think Pat Mahomes is not the highest paid quarterback. Josh Allen, forty-three million. Matt Stafford, forty million. Dak Prescott, forty million, and then Derek Carr. So he is right
1: between Dak and and Derek Dak and uh, Kirk Cousins. You mentioned some of those other quarterbacks uh, throwing Jalen Hurts also waiting on a deal.
0: Yeah, and so like the like I'm not even including you know rookie deals in this because it's not even a thing. But yeah, like Jalen Hurts is probably going to get a contract that ends up putting him in that range of probably higher than Derek Carr, right? You're going to have these, like Trevor Lawrence is eventually going to be on a deal. Joe Burrow is going to be on a deal. And it's going to probably, those are going to reset this market. So if you're the Saints, you feel like you got a pretty good value out of this contract because, you know, Daniel Jones is out there asking for $45 million. Daniel freaking Jones. He had one decent season, right? Like, we're not talking about, oh, he's been really good his first three seasons, but They just, the team around him was bad and they missed the playoffs. Like, no, he was not good his first three seasons. He took a step forward two years ago. He took a bigger step forward this year, but he's asking for $45 million based on good enough to get to the playoffs, not good enough to win a Super Bowl, good enough to get there. And so, like, I think that kind of tells you, like, 37 million does sound crazy when you think about it, but like, when you put it in the perspective of let's see let's look up daniel jones stats of of these stats being 45 million dollars 3205 passing yards 15 touchdowns 5 interceptions right it's like 15 touchdowns what that is a 45 million dollar quarterback ladies and gentlemen uh... at least in his mind now you got to give him the credit for the rushing right like that is a big thing about daniel jones is he is a very effective runner he ran for 700 yards and another seven touchdowns so you give him credit for that right but again you are talking you're, about 4000 total yards 22 total touchdowns
1: 45 million dollars and, and you're still you're banking obviously that he's only what 25 26 years old still
0: yeah
1: yeah uh so there's obviously that more room to grow but with and I don't think with David Carr I think you 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 kind of realize he's reached his Derek. I would think his ceiling you know what I mean? Um, it is funny
0: to think that how many times we've called Derek Carr, David Carr on this podcast and how many times it's Derek happened. Carr, uh, it must happen all the time.
1: But I just, th- I don't know if there's that extra, you're going to see that another Derek Carr just because he's in New Orleans. I think you're going to see pretty similar numbers to what he's put up. And the fact that, you know, he's a guy that's had longevity because of his health is something that hopefully stays, <laughs> stays true in New Orleans too. Yeah, and we did uh, previously, on on a previous podcast, we did break down, you
0: know, what does he do better than an Andy Dalton last season? And two of the things are he is a bit more mobile. He's not a runner, but he is mobile. And he has 28 career fourth quarter comebacks, which is 13th all time in NFL history. He doesn't have that many wins. So a high percentage of his wins have come in circumstances where he's had to bring a team back late in the game. And that is a quality that, I've always found in terms of NFL quarterbacking, you either have it or you don't. And I think that's the case with him, right? I actually think that's the case with Daniel Jones. Like, one of the reasons I think that you do want to pay that guy is he does seem to pick it up. Like, he has a clutch gene in him. And that's not true of everybody. Right. Like I would argue that that's the opposite of what's true with Andy Dalton. As you looked at throughout his career, he doesn't have that clutch gene and he has thrown for a ton of yards. He has thrown for a ton of touchdowns. He's won a ton of football games, but he's never been that guy late in the game where you're like, oh, he's going to go win it for us right now. And so that's where you're hoping Derek Carr is. And so by that, by that definition, yes, I am willing to pay him. The other thing to keep in mind is, and this is another thing we talked about previously, one of the benefits of signing him as opposed to trading for him is you get to structure his contract in a way that helps you, especially this year. And so Derek Carr's cap hit for the 2023 season, despite that $37 million average annual value, his cap hit's only going to be 7.2 million. And so you look down the road, 2024, that cap hit jumps to 35.7, 2025, 45.7, 2026, 55.7. And then you actually have a void year in 2027, which is 5.7 million. And you're going to continue to just dump salary into that void year as you go forward. But like, you would have had a much more difficult time setting it up this way, restructuring the contract that the Raiders signed him to, which had 40 million guaranteed. In this one, he has about 100 million guaranteed. So he's going to make a lot more money on it. But now, you know, you're talking about, okay, they're $18 million over the cap as of today. They signed Derek Carr, right? So that puts them $25 million over the cap, give or take. So that's what they have to clear as of March 15th. And then you can start signing free agents and you're going to continue to work that number down as you need it to bring guys in, which we're going to talk about more in the next segment. But like, that's reasonable. You can figure that out. And then you're going to worry about next year when you get to next year, it's going to be another bomb that you have to, a salary cap bomb that you have to figure out but that's what you're looking at this year is about, you know, after Derek Carr, you are looking at you have to clear 25 million in the next week.
1: Yeah. More shout outs to Kai Harley with the Saints. who's was always able to, you know, be one of those guys that's able seemingly yearly. It happens where they just massage the cap and are able to do whatever they want the numbers to do. We laugh about it. We talk about it. The fact that everyone counts the Saints out. Just because you hear, oh, they're in caps hell, they're never going to dig out of it. But there's where there's a will, there's a way. And when when the Saints are wanting to get somebody, they've shown they're not only aggressive, but they're willing to put up and shut up. You know, sh- make people shut up when it comes to the big bucks. If they want someone, they're going to get you and, sign you and yeah, just hopefully now Derek Carr ends up being what they envision him to be at quarterback for this team. Uh, giving him some you know much needed stability now the post the post Drew Brees era kind of deal but you know what it's going to be a, a problem for him too it's always going to be tough for anyone whoever it is to live in that shadow of Drew Brees until you start
0: winning yeah see I think that actually is a positive for him in this circumstance that Jameis kind of took those yeah, the, br- the little hits. Hits. <laughs> right because everyone's <laughs> expectations are a lot lower <laughs> than they were going into the 2021 season. It's a, it's just a fact like, and that's not a slight on Jameis. It's just the reality of when you go through two seasons, like the last two, where you are like, who's our quarterback this week. Right. And, and a lot of that's due to injuries, but still like, who's our quarterback, man. Are, are they going to be good enough to win? Oh, eight and nine, seven and 10, nine and eight, man, we're going to miss the playoffs. Right. But like, if you went into that, if Derek Carr is the first one through the door, in 2021 in a season that you knew you were going to struggle, right? Like you knew that there were, there were big questions to answer. And you don't want to have to suddenly be 11 and 11 and six just to save face. And that's a, that's a difficult situation. Jameis found himself in. And it's a situation that Derek doesn't find himself in, right? If Derek Carr shows up and goes nine and eight and makes the playoffs, you know, you're going to be like, you know what? That wasn't that bad. He goes 10 and seven or 11 and six. Like wow, look, the, this guy's the 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 answer, right? Yeah. And so, in that sense, he ha- his, the hurdle he has to clear is much lower than what a guy like Jameis had to do because he was always going to be compared to the guy he sat behind for two years. And so, yeah, th- I think that's a good point.
1: Yeah, just interesting now that you know we we saw that exchange between Drew and Jameis when it was Drew's last game against Tampa in the playoffs, and you kind of saw that it was his last hurrah, and him pointing to Jameis. And you could kind of see through the lip reading there say, telling him this is your team now. And that just really never came to fruition. Unfortunately for Jameis, I definitely will wish him luck somewhere. I still think there is, there's a team out there that'll give him a shot. He's still in that cal in that range, I believe. And who, who knows, maybe he ends up balling out somewhere else.
0: Yeah. And when we're still talking about money, it's worth mentioning. There's going to be some interesting decisions to make as it pertains to Jameis. You can you right. can designate two players as post-June 1 cuts, which effectively means that they are a free agent, but you have to carry their cap hit until June. And they can, the Saints can save about $8 million more against the cap if they designate him a June 1 cut. But obviously, as we've talked about, they do have to clear some of this cap, and it might make it more difficult. And it's like, well, maybe if we just need that $4 million now, we can use it. I compare it to like, if you've ever done your taxes on like TurboTax, for example, and you have a refund and they're like, well, if you pay $30 more, we can pay for your tax bill out of your refund. So you never actually have to pay it, but you lose $30 in the process. Right. And I, for one, am like always, like, yeah, screw it, it's thirty bucks. I'm gonna just do it. <laughs> just I'd rather have it. the, I'd rather not have to pay money, and that would be. I think that's the difference here. right? would well, do you want it now? Do, do you want less now, but you get it immediately, or do you want more down the road? It's an interesting question. Uh, but either way, yeah, I think Jameis is 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 gonna be cut or traded. I, I imagine he'll be cut. And that'll and save how much and- against the
1: cap? Sorry, do
0: you know offhand? I think you save four if it's a pre-June one cut. You save about twelve if you if you said it as a post-June one cut or trade. And so, I think that's what they're going to try to do. I think the when you're in the Saints cap situation, you want to maximize that. And I think they have enough enough levers to pull where they can ride out the the cap excess and not because you're not you don't want to burn eight million dollars when your whole game is maximizing the cap. Right. Like you like their whole ideology is making sure that they ring at the most possible out of every single dollar available to them. And I think that if if you're doing that strategy, you do it, you know, so I think that they'll probably designate Jameis as the post June one cut and give him and then he can go find, you know, his next his next destination. Hopefully he can find a starting job somewhere. I think he's played well enough to be a starter in the NFL. Right. I'll just be staying on the field. Yeah. Like maybe he can go down to, to Miami. I don't know what they're looking at, but like, I mean, Tua, if you're going to you got to be a backup somewhere and you want to get on the field, being Tua's backup feels like a pretty, pretty confident bet that you're going to get on the field some bo- at some point. And that's the problem with Tua in terms of like, should he be in the NFL anymore? I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm worried about him. I'm worried about the guy. <laughs> Definitely scary sights from him well, last year. Exactly. Yeah, like, I was watching that game live when he did the whole fencing response thing on the field. I was like, "Oh my god, what did I just watch?" But yeah, and that's where I say, like, okay, yeah, we're we're gonna be trying to figure out who the backup quarterback is, and maybe you can, it, maybe the maybe the Eagles Cuddy in Book, and you bring him back. Well, maybe that's what
1: happens. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the, kind the, of funny. the developmental. Yeah, the the Saints the Saints pick there. I mean. He you know. He never really got any kind of play. I don't even think in garbage time for them. No, I was half expecting them to put him in late in I, the game. Yeah,
0: but they, but it was close enough throughout that they didn't, you know, that they never had a chance for the human victory cigar in week seventeen. And the Saints obviously won that game. So
1: yeah, I just checked real quick. He had no stats for them, so he got no action during the season. No, for them. but they were they were they wanted him. But but it definitely at that time, I think you put it best too. It just felt like the ultimate troll job of like we're, we're going to hurt you even more kind of deal after they had just done that Chauncey Gardner Johnson deal. Yeah. I mean, they, they might, uh, what, what they might've been doing is
0: anticipating, okay, we have Gardner Minshew this season. We're going to let him walk and try to save some money at that position in a season where, you know, we are going to have more difficulty getting under the cap. And so Ian book is going to be our backup next year. Maybe that's the case. Because Gardner Minshew is a free agent and, uh, they could just go with the book as their backup. I don't. I don't know. 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 I
1: don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We don't have. You know, know, know what? The only thing we have to worry about now. Boom. We got Derek Carr watch done at least. Gosh, thank. you. We made him. it through. Thank, thank goodness. And I
0: honestly like. I'm looking forward to it. Like I don't really know much about Derek Carr. Like I know a lot about a lot of NFL quarterbacks. Yeah. But Derek Carr, for some reason, has has remained largely anonymous to me. I think it's because he's been the same place for so long and you kind of just lose track of him he's never been on a team that forces you to pay attention right because they've always been average at best you know it's like oh they're gonna make the playoffs um but i have watched him play pat mahomes several times and every time i walk away thinking like he just out pat mahomes like for whatever <laughs> reason the chiefs had a terrible time beating Derek carr's raiders and every time I watch it and I've said this before, like you you look at it and you're like you're like I'm watching a good quarterback right now and you look at the stats and you're like, when did what what happened? like where where do the stats go? I watched the stats. they're not here. and so yeah, I, I mean, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward like I didn't I, I, I've spent enough time hating on Andy Dalton to to fulfill my quota, but like <laughs> I just was not looking forward to seeing another season of, of just such low ceiling quarterback play. And I think that's what you're looking at now is a much higher ceiling and you're, you're paying for it. You're going to have to find a way to manage the roster around him, but you you're supposed to pay at the quarterback position. That's the deal. You just have to make sure you have the one that's worth paying.
1: Yeah. I really hated saying, you know, the fact that, well, Andy Dalton's not going to lose you games, but you know what? He wasn't really a guy that was going to win you any either. And I, and you know what, there, there is still going to be, the jury out, I still think is Derek Carr that dude. Is he gonna be oh, yeah, the one, yeah, 100%. The one to, yeah. to rally this offense? Obviously, but I do have a little more faith in the fact that you have an you have an option here that is definitely someone I, I've heard about at least being that you know, commitment to winning, uh faith in football are huge with him. Uh yeah. first guy in, last guy out. And I, I love the reaction obviously from the Saints players uh going into this as well and especially i know we're going to talk about it in the upcoming segment michael thomas's tweet saying thank you jesus with praying hands what is going on
0: yeah i thought that was interesting i had at least one saints reporter that will remain anonymous text me after i quote tweeted it saying like did you just quote tweet michael thomas he has me blocked Uh, (laughs) can you tell me what it says (laughs) <laughs> Which That's I thought great. was funny, but yeah, it, no, it, I think the same. The team is excited, and they should be. Uh, and it's, it's a good day. It's a good day for But let's wrap that segment up, and we're going to come back. We're going to talk about yeah, more Mike Thomas, uh, what, what we might be able to expect in free agency, that sort of thing. So stick around here on Inside Black so and Gold.